the Bible Podcast, the podcast for pastors, church planters, ministers, anyone who is doing the work of ministry and working at the same time. This is your time of encouragement and I am your host, Addis Subanjo. Welcome. Okay, so this episode is the second episode is titled who is the bivocational minister or who is a bivocational minister welcome so yes okay um this session uh, i'm going to take the time to explain or just define again i did that in the first episode but not not fully what really is the definition what how do i know who is a bivocational minister or pastor. You know, this podcast is for ministers, people who have given their hearts to the area of ministry and are also spending time in the marketplace to uh, get some money to fund or sponsor or make it easier to do ministry. Yeah, before I get into the discussion for today, a little update about myself. I want to use this opportunity always to just give you a little tidbit of what's going on in the home and the family. Um, yeah, we're we right here, right now, I'm recording in Kuje, Abuja, Nigeria, and um, it's, it's about... Um, 30 degrees out there we're expecting the rains and um, children are in school and i'm just quickly doing this before i get into the day's work uh things are going well i'm recovering better every day and doing my exercises and i'm trusting god to complete the work that he already started So let's get into today's discussion. Who is the bivocational pastor or minister? I have a, a few things that I've listed here. Number one, a bivocational minister is one who is called to ministry. I think that has to be settled. We are not talking of someone who is working as an usher in church. He's, that's a minister, but that's just one level of ministry. You're ministering on Sundays and, and mostly in the in the ministry in in the marketplace so most of the time you are spending your time in the marketplace and once in a week you you are in the church ministers and usher so those are not necessarily bivocational ministers they are more marketplace ministers who serve in the church when you talk about bivocational ministers, I'm talking of someone who feels, you know what, I'm called to serve. Now, a person may be called to serve, and where they're starting is in the ushering department or in the music department, but I'm talking about someone who's already accepted the call to ministry. You've made up your mind, and you feel that God wants you to do a major part of your life and spend a major part of your time uh, in ministry, uh, which when I mean ministry, I mean reaching out directly to the lost, reaching out directly to people who don't know Jesus or who are just beginning to know him and just investing a lot of time in bringing them up in the faith and bringing them to Christ. So if that is you and you're still finding yourself in the marketplace, 
um, and that and that's the type of people that we are talking to. This means this is addressed to them. So we find a lot of those in the churches. You know, they they have they've gone even as far as going to the uh, Bible school or seminary, and but they are still in the marketplace. So those are the people you feel called to ministry. And you know also that you need to spend some time in the marketplace to get enough money to take care of the family and meet your normal bills. Now, another set of people that are bivocationals are people who are called to plant a church. I remember my story, which I'm going to tell a full one next episode. In my story, when we were called to plant the church, we we were just myself and my wife. And one thing that I felt the Lord was saying to us then was that our, our tithe, our money, the money that we had that we were going to give if we were attending another church was enough to pay for the rent of the place that we felt God was leading us to start the church at. And so we, we took the money and we were able to pay the rent. And of course, there were other expenses and we took from ourselves, from our own income, and we began to plant the church. So many church planters today are bivocationals. You, you can't afford, you know, just to live on, on the income of your wife and yourself, uh, that the, the donations you know, from your wife and yourself, just two of you. And to to leave, so maybe there are just five people in the church, or ten, or twenty. They're definitely not enough to meet your bills. So if you're a church planter, you feel called to plant a church. Most likely, you're going to be a bivocational, unless you have been you have been sent by a very big church who has funds. Sometimes that happens too, and that's all right. When a church has a lot of money and they they've been preparing, so they they've saved up. They actually many many times they rent a place. And, and the start of the church. And many times, you know, even those church plans, what happens is that most of it is just transfer. So a lot of people move in to those churches because they are already set and the, the, the members there are transferred from different churches and they can phone the, the pastor, the minister. That I, I don't think that's a bad model, but we need to understand that really when you're going to do church plans and where you are trying to get the people saved, then you're going to have to start as a bivocational. The third set of people that I, I also want to highlight as bivocational are people who really are called to both ministries. They really feel called to the marketplace and they are doing well Then People are getting saved. Their work is impacting lives. They are attracting people to Jesus, but also they have a desire to to know more of the word and, and do more of preaching. Sometimes they are even gifted to preach, gifted to to disciple people or gifted to sing music-wise um, or art dramas or just do some other things at a ministry base, but they are still doing well in their workplace. So that that's another field. Lots of people are like that now. I see more people in that field. And so if you're like that, you, you some of them even take their time to go to Bible school. They finish seminary. They, they are ready for ministry, but they are still in the marketplace. And they don't feel any leading from the Holy Spirit to leave the marketplace. So they are bivocationals. So these are the three sets of people, those who are called to ministry and they want to go full-time, but there's not enough money. They are those who um, 
are in the marketplace working and they really love to be in the marketplace and they really love to to do both those are the second uh, the third set of people and the second set of people who are church planters and as as you plant you don't have anybody to give you money so you are just beginning and any of this may eventually move fully into ministry where the ministry is providing the funds and some of them, are, some people have made up their mind that, you know what, I'm called to both ministry. I'm just going to do both of them. And when I retire, maybe then I can go fully into the ministry and I just use my pension or my savings to fund my, my ministry work. And this podcast, like I said, is for encouragement for those people. Now, before I move on, I want to mention that I, as I'm studying and you know, just getting to know more about this field, I am seeing that there are so many people who are like that. Lots of people as I, I, in Kuji, Nigeria, I found that there are so many, many people, doctors, lawyers, um, all sorts of workers and, and careers who also pastor part-time. They pastor uh, on the weekends, they pastor in the evenings, and, and other times they are working in their field. And of course, because they are working, they are able to impact the lives of the people as workplace uh, ministers, as marketplace missionaries, and at the same time, from there, pull people into the church where they serve. So I think I see this as a growing trend. More and more people are getting to become more bivocational, and that's why there's a need for us to have more resources for people like that to be encouraged because they are unique. They are unique in the sense that they are doing two jobs, two big jobs, two vocations. That means they have to be very good at managing their time. They have to be very good at delegating um, to people who they serve with. They also have to be very good at leveraging upon the fact that they are in the marketplace to draw people into the kingdom. And they also have to be able to manage their time with their families very well. Because when you have two demanding jobs, your family tends to suffer. So if you, if you don't have a skill or some support uh, or help in doing all these things, it can be tough. And, you know, the traditional materials that are available for pastors may not address this demand, this demand on the bivocational because they they don't envisage someone working two jobs, so to say. So there are materials that tell you about prayer, there are materials that tell you about study, there are materials that tell you about how to reach out, how to organize the church, but not necessarily sometimes about how to balance these things out as a bivocational. Sometimes not not a lot of leadership books. There are leadership materials now that are coming up and very good ones. We are going to be looking at them. Uh, and they, sh- they talk about delegation and all that. So the, the bivocational minister needs to get into some of these materials. Now, the fact that they have limited time will also limit the ability to read or attend conferences. So you go to many conferences and you hardly find bivocationals there. For example, in, in most of the cities where we have planted churches, we usually believe that a city is a, is the is a parish of any minister. So we're not called to just our church. We're called to minister to the city. So whenever we get into a city, we, we start looking for the meetings of pastors. And usually, uh, well, so far we've not found any in the three cities that we've been, in Montreal, in Kingston, 
and in Kuje that we have you know, been to plant churches, we have discovered that there's hardly any meeting of pastors. But over time, we've discovered that uh, we God calls us to start one. And when we start those meetings, most of the people attending are full-time ministers, those who are ministering in the church all the time. So the bivocationals don't have the time. They, they have very little time. So they hardly have meetings. They hardly go to conferences. So we need to de- design more materials for the bivocational. A podcast is a good one. Why? Because they can listen to it on the drive to work. They can listen to it while on a break time. They can actually listen to it if the type of job they do, you know, they're in the business. They can listen to it while working. So we need to de- design more materials like this. And of course, we need to encourage bivocationals to, you know, listen to audiobooks listen to sermons uh, that are designed for them and that will encourage and and uh, challenge them and strengthen their spiritual lives. So this is the motivation for this podcast, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to do this, and I hope that more and more people will contribute in terms of questions and in terms of resources to make this podcast a, a great success. Now, another thing that I would like to talk about uh, um by vocationals is that the bivocational minister has this advantage of always being in tune in touch with non Christians. So if you that's the advantage you you have you you meet with them often and so if you meet with unbelievers often you begin to know how they think and so you are able to design the the, the, the ministry to get to them. So your heart is fresh. Your heart is fresh. So by vocational means, I has this passion. Sometimes, um, I, for myself, I used to, I wish I will have all the money in the world so that I can spend all my time just ministry, you know, just ministry. And I think that's a major feeling for many by vocationals. You have the desire to spend all your time and all your energy doing the ministry of, of God and just reaching out to people all around you and telling them about Jesus. But also you have the skill and the strength and the capacity to also make some money uh, out there. So this desire keeps you going. You, you, you know that I can make the money, but I want to serve. I'm just saying this so that people who are in this category can find themselves. You, you, necess- you don't necessarily have to be pastoring a church. You may just be a life group leader or a cell church leader or um, a small group leader, and you, you find that each time you, you're leading a live group or cell church or you, you're leading a group in the home, you feel that, you know, I could do this. I could you know, spend my time going out there, meeting those people who are broken, who, are, who have need, and just drawing them into the meeting, discipling them, and sending them out again to, to do this. You feel you can do that, but you know also that you need to bring the money in and you go out there every week. And from, from the workplace, you are bringing people in anyway. So those are bivocational. That's the heart of a bivocational minister. A minister. There's a desire to spend most of your time doing the ministry, but you also see that there's a need to get funds so that you don't um, burden uh, the people that you are ministering to. So that, that's, that's the bivocational minister for you in a nutshell. I'll read that scripture again in First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, this is Paul um, saying, uh, writing to the Thessalonians. It says, for you remember, uh, believers, our labor and hardship 
we worked night and day practicing our trade in order not to be fin- a financial burden to any of you while we proclaim the gospel of God to you. I'm reading the Amplified Version, so it's it's more explicit. Um, it makes you see what he was saying. So he himself and Apollos, when they were ministering to the Thessalonians, they, they, they spent time also working to make sure that they don't they are not a burden to those who they were ministering to. So that's where church planters come in. When you're planting a church, like when we came here to Kujie in Nigeria to plant the church, we we of course we couldn't burden the people. They they have needs. We we're giving more giving than receiving finances for the for the ministry. But as the church grows, of course more people are no, they are happy to give. They are happy to support the work, and there's more resources to use to to do that, and also to supplement the work of the minister. So yeah, that's it uh, for now. I'm going to stop uh, right there, and I'm going to get into the next segment of this podcast, and that that segment is the resources segment. <laughs> So yes, I, I I think what one thing that I would like to do is make resources available to bivocational ministers, things that books that I've read, um, podcasts that I listen to, messages that I I really think are very good and I I can recommend. I'm going to just um, share them on this podcast so that other Bible ministers who have very little time, I know that that's very characteristic of us, very little time to do so many things. And so if someone is giving them, feeding them to you and making them available in bite-sized um, form, format, you are able to use them. Uh, and I, I hope this is useful to you. So there are two podcasts that I discovered uh, before, as I made as God was leading me to do this, I said, let me find out if there's something out there for bivocational ministers. And I found two podcasts that are quite good. They are not exactly what I'm doing, but they are very good and they, are, they, are, they will be useful to any minister, especially bivocational ministers. And the first one is the Church Planters Podcast. So it focuses on church planters, but many church planters are bivocational. So if you are a church planter or you are just a live group leader, uh, small small group leader, you're going to... you. So I see small group leaders as church planters because we believe that the church is the people. So even if it's just nine, ten people meeting in the home, it's a church. So if you you planted a church in your home, you are a church planter. So this group, this will be good for you. The Church Planter Planters podcast by Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. They also have another podcast. They have two of them, the Hardcore Church Planting Podcast. I love that very much because there are lots of stories of church planters there. I, I just like to listen to their stories and just be encouraged to hear how this church planters got saved and what kind of church planting they are doing. It, it, it will encourage you to see that lots of people are doing some great work out there. The third podcast I want to highlight is 200 Churches Podcast. That's the um, other podcast that I really found useful to um, bivocationals and you not know, just small church uh, pastors. So this 200 Churches Podcast is really encouragement for small church pastors. So they don't have to be bivocational. They could be um, full-time paid pastors. But of course, we know that when your church is less than 100, less than 200, it's not easy to get um, 
fully paid. So many of those pastors also are bivocational. And so they have some very good um, interviews and materials and resources. So if you have just a few minutes, check out those podcasts and uh, subscribe to them, listen to them. I do. And I enjoy I enjoy the work that they are doing. The, those, that, the 200 Churches podcast is uh, hosted by Jeff Keady and Johnny Craig. So that's it for this segment. And the next segment is the question and answer segment. Okay, the question and answer segment. The, there's only one question for today. And this segment, I, I want to use it to answer questions as Bible ministers and pastors, if you have a question, some thoughts that are coming up, you want to hear what others have to think about it, what I have to think about it, just um, send send out your questions. I would like you to record it if you can. Just uh, go on, on audio, record it, send it to me. You could do that on the website, press the, the button to record there, or you could do on my website, adisabanjo.com, or you can find a way to send me the audio. Um, I'll take it. And if I can rec- uh, post it in the podcast, I'll do that. And here's a question. But if you can't, just send me your text, your question in the text or in the comments or in the review. I'm going to try to answer that question or send it to some of our Bible pastors to answer the question. So this, I'm trying, I'm, I'm hoping this be- builds up into a community of pastors and ministers and leaders who can really encourage one another and strengthen one another. So the question is, how do you explain the apostles' response in Acts chapter 6 verse 4 when they needed to deal with the complaint brought by the Greek against the Hebrew? But that's the scripture, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So yeah, the question here is that as Bible ministers, um, how do you answer a person that tells you, you know what, as a pastor, you're supposed to give yourself continually to the word and to prayers and not to get mixed up with all sorts of civilian things, all sorts of things that include, you know, working and taking care of tables and all that. And and I think that's very right. I have a, a, a podcast episode that is you know, focused on that, the two things that we really need to give ourselves to as pastors and as ministers and leaders. But what this scripture is talking about is that there are levels of ministry. There's a point in your ministry where you're so committed and so uh, busy with getting the direction for the ministry and receiving instructions from God about what to do and really um, channeling and equipping the people that you would not have time for a Bible ministry, you, you may not have time to go to work. But at that point, there's going to be lots of resources. You know, these guys had more than 5,000 people in their, in their ministry. So it would not be wise for them to you know, leave those 5,000 people. No, when you have 5,000 people, that means you have lots of people that you need to, to train and to lead. So it, it would not be wise for them to still get into the tables, cleaning, fighting, and 
you know, settling all that stuff. What they needed to do is get leaders who will go ahead and do that. And they would mentor those leaders. And in mentoring those leaders, of course, receiving direction from the Lord, guidance and, and um, mentorship. So that's how I see that. So if you're just starting off a church plant or you're ministering a small church or you you feel called to, this, to the marketplace as well, then don't feel bad. You are still doing the work of God and just get into it. And if someone tells you, well, if you say you're a minister, then you must get into the word and in prayer. And that's true. We really need to get into the word and prayer, but not fully because we not only that, especially when you don't have funds to take care of your family. So you need to take care of the family as well. And you can build up to that. If that's what God is calling you to, you can build up to the point where you have many people in the ministry who will be happy to really get you to figure out things, spend time in the presence of the Lord, and and then they would uh, support your ministry. But but we'll get there. We'll talk about it fully on another day. Some people may say, you know what, I, I still feel called to, to find for my family. Paul was doing that most of his ministry. Whenever I went to a new place, it just sometimes worked, sometimes he got some support. So that's my answer to that question. If anybody has another answer, feel free to leave it in the comments. Thank you for another great episode and time with you i hope that we will build this into something that many many uh, pastors out there will be encouraged and um, challenged by thank you let's pray as we wrap up this episode father thank you for the opportunity to serve thank you for the many bivocational pastors all around the world in some countries the the, the funding is so poor that they have to work. In some, it, they, they have the money, but they still want to be in the marketplace. And some, it's just a strategy. They have to be in the marketplace uh, to be even in that country because coming up as a Christian missionary, it, it will be wrong. They have to go as professionals so that they can be seen as professionals. And within that, they, are, they, are, they, they begin to infiltrate and speak to the people. Whatever way, whatever thing is bringing us to become bivocational, I pray, that your grace will be abundant upon each one, that we can do everything that you've called us to do, and we will do it with your power and our strength in the name of Jesus. I pray for those who really wish they could spend all their time in the ministry, and the funds are not there now. We pray for an increase in funds. And for those who are out there doing the work and they, they have support and they're able to do it, Lord, we pray for more grace in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name and give you all the praise for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So pastors, the ministers, leaders, I want to remind you, we're just tools in the hands of Jesus. Let's go there. Make everybody know that Jesus is real. God bless you. Next week, I talk about my Bible story. Bye-bye.